and get that record button. And they're just like that. It happens. I love how that works. It's just one of these cool things. We get the alert, but guess what? Our audience and viewers do not see it, do not hear it, and that's kind of cool. We've got a jam-packed, exciting day today. We are, I've got goosebumps thinking about it because it's going to be predictable, but then not predictable. It's so cool. We are so blessed. Today, what is today? It is Friday, and anyone who follows Two Sisters absolutely knows that we have a theme for every day and how important that this particular theme runs on this particular day. It is Fantabulous Friday, 250 podcasts. Could you believe it? I could not. This is Carol Sue, a.k.a. Naughty Boss, live from a very sunny Vero Beach with my two sisters. Hey, good morning, everyone. Oh, my gosh. Welcome, welcome. My name is Janice, a.k.a. Wellness Diva 5.5. I just did a little upgrade. We'll downgrade it, you know, for the next one. But I just had to throw that in there. And we are so excited to have, (laughs) excuse me, all of you on today. We have a jam-packed podcast for you. Now, sometimes when Carol Sue and I get on before, and we may have told you this um, when we're chit-chatting before we get actually get on the podcast, I will usually say, oh, I don't want to talk about this. And of course, she ends up talking about that. That's so, right. <laughs> so the fr- we, we thought we would do kind of shake it up a little bit, keeping obviously the same kind of theme going. It's Fantabulous Friday uh, for 250, and that is awesome. So we thought that, well, we would come up with a question each to ask our panel. And I, I kind of already know what the answer is. It may make you laugh, and we hope that it does. So panel... Now this is going to be, we got to make sure that everyone knows it's going to be each one question for you that applies to everyone. Right. One question for me that is applied to everyone. Mine, I, you know, we'll just go. You start. Okay. Shuddy. Um, <laughs> so the first question to the panel is, who is your favorite sister? <laughs> well, that is a loaded question. <laughs> Wow, I was not expecting that one, but that's okay. And nobody answers, but that's okay. But you know, oh no, people are reading. I got it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to claim that my favorite sister is my own sister who also appeared with you guys on the podcast, the Four Sisters podcast. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Oh, Uh bingo, girlfriend. You handle that question real easy and real good. And I love it. I love it. Can we go by state? Because that would help. My favorite sister in Florida is Carol Sue. My oh, favorite. I like that. Another great answer. I love that, Helen. Oh, they are they are collectively doing it so correctly. I have I have I have too many sisters. So <laughs> so I have way too many sisters and I cannot leave any of them. So if I go for favorites, I think the one I have only one sister, so of course it's her, but I have too many sisters. If I say one particular, I will be hanged tonight. So I love I love you all. So I go oh, with I all of that. you. <laughs> I, I love have one sister. So I that's it. <laughs> there you go. Good answer. These are great answers. I know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh my gosh. So anybody else want to chime in there or speak now? Of course I have to I have to answer though. Janice, you are my favorite sister named Janice. 
Kara Sue, you're my favorite sister named Kara Sue. <laughs> I love these answers. Love these awesome. answers. Oh my God. Heart, heart, heart. Love you guys. This is awesome. Okay, Carol Sue. Well, my question is totally, totally, totally different. Uh, That's has good. Nothing, it has nothing to do with us. It has everything to do with you. And it's a kind of a funky question, but there is a, a, a rhyme to a reason to it. And I'm not going to actually tell you what the rhyme or the reason to it. It's up for you guys to figure it out because I'm sure you have a meaning behind it. So one at a time, what side of the bed do you sleep on and why? I know it's a personal question, not that personal, but whatever. Okay, so we've got Holly. Holly is like like ready to be shaking her hands, and she's got this answer. You go for it, girlfriend. You start. Okay, I have. I, I sleep when you're looking at the bed on the left side, but if you're laying on it, obviously the right. And here's the reason: that was always my side of the bed, and in my starter marriage, he slept on that side and had to give it up. So when I dropped that dead weight. <laughs> and I got my side of the bed back. I got my side of the bed and that was it. And I, and I never had to give it up again. I love that. You got your power back, girlfriend, just by, <laughs> just by changing what side of the bed you are on. Who is next? Seriously. <laughs> oh, Paul. I, I sleep on the same, I sleep on the same, I sleep on the same side of the bed. Go, go ahead. I sleep on the same side of the bed, just the same side of the bed, period. Why? Because the other side of the bed is occupied by two purpurs and two bow wows. <laughs> oh my goodness. Paul, oh, you had your hand up. I sleep right in the middle, spread oh. out with my with my up on my back. Very comfortable. Wow. <laughs> I have no choice. My husband chose first, so I stuck with the one that had the wall that I cannot move. So right now I'm in the right side of the bed with a giant wall and I'm like sprinkled down to that wall and he takes the rest of it with the doggy. So I have no choice. So I take whatever wall is available out there. Oh my God, that's, that's flexibility. I love that. Who else? Who else has got a great answer? It may not even have to be a great answer. Just this is how I sleep and that's it. Go ahead, Michelle. So I sleep, um, when you look at the bed, I sleep at the, on the right hand side. And that's because when my husband and I first moved in together, uh, and we lived in the UK, our rooms were tiny UK sized rooms. And so my husband is a huge, like giant wall of man. And so only one side was like this big and one side was this big. So he had to have the side that had a big enough path for him to get to and from the bed. And then after years of that, that's just where we sleep now. So even when we moved back to the States and we had plenty of side of room on both sides, he did insist that we try switching. And then he was like, oh, everything about this feels wrong. I can't sleep over here. So we had to switch back. Love it. Love it. I used this to sleep on the left-hand side and then I got married and then I got divorced and I moved to the right-hand side because I didn't want to sleep on the same side that I would. Yeah. Yeah, that works. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I sleep on the right side. Uh, my husband and I, we just celebrated uh, 50 years of marriage. 
Oh, and congratulations. <laughs> and so I've always been on the right side. He's on the left side. And normally that is because it's closer to the door. And he has this thing about being able to protect me and be near the door if anything happens. So I'm um, right side of the bed. <laughs> I have a question for Carolyn. How old were when you got married? Five? I was 19. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you look amazing. What a milestone. That's amazing. That's awesome. And Jan, uh, what side of the bed do you sleep on? I sleep, well, if you're walking in the room. Looking the bed, at the bed. It would be to the right. There you go. There you go. Yeah, and it's a king size bed, yet migration seems to come on my side and then really, really annoys me. I got to take care of that. Right. I'm also on the right side of the bed, you know, and so much so, and it's usually because stage left exit, bathroom, water, you know, just happens to be that way. But I also find that when we were at a hotel, the two of us will look. Okay, where's the bed? The only time I will swap is if it's an oceanfront route and the ocean's on that side. Then there's a problem because he's like, you never sleep on that side of the bed. What is going on here? I go, well, I want to hear the waves. And he's very good about that. So yeah, it's one of those weird questions, but a lot of people have, you know, different preferences of why they want to. And uh, sometimes it also has to do with the kind of the hidden meaning behind all of that happens to do is when you are in the womb of your mom's belly and you're in that fetal position and it, you usually tend to not always but you usually tend to go to the side that you're going to turn on the side that you were in the womb in that fetal position so whether you were to the right you tend to uh fold up and go to your right mm -hmm. you sleep on the left you tend to go to the left so it's just one of those weird things and that's that that was our kooky questions interesting factoid so before we get into the round table discussion um, I just want to play the intro, intro to oh, our very first podcast. And I crack up because <laughs> we had no clue what we were doing. Okay. So I'm very okay. blunt about that. But we had a heart. We had a desire. We had a passion. And this is where it, um, this is where it all started. So oh, without further ado, and I'm just going to play it through the intro and when we introduce ourselves okay. this first podcast was 16 minutes and 48 seconds good morning and welcome to the very first podcast of two, two sisters and a book and a book wow so, How exciting is this? Oh my God. So exciting. Even with the chirping birds and workers. Yeah, the, the in workers your... in the background flying, you know, Hi. Well, you know what? This is raw, real, impromptu, spontaneous, and frankly, that's what life is all about. Yeah. Pretty cool. I mean, you know, obviously, uh, acoustic wise, that was uh, a little harsh. Um, and, you know, a lot of people on podcasts have that issue with the acoustics, especially when you have guests coming on, different volumes, different equipment that they're using. But, you know, that message 
of being raw, real, authentically us has not changed. You know, uh, We've always frequently talked about how we incorporate health, wellness, and mindset with what goes on in our world, what goes around in our community, and interact in such a way that everything, regardless of where we are in life and in starting a journey as such as this one, will impact your health and wellness and mindset, regardless of whether it's successful or not. Um, and I love that it's ever-changing ever-changing indeed and now we want to dive right on into our roundtable discussion and i'm going to hand it over to carol sue and she's going to do some introductions and we're going to start the open chat yeah you know for the first person i i, I want to bring on is obviously someone that is very dear to my heart um and because uh you know we we share the same faith but not only that the message uh i, I would say that his message in particular was one that was so impactful in such a time where you know we're, we're in modern times right you know instant instant gratification with media social media um you know now you have everything where you know you have the gender in reveals with children and there are little little surprises true surprises in life uh, that are true blessings and he was granted a blessing in a dream so without further ado i'd like to introduce alex Alexander Diaz, and Alex, give, give a short little intro to, uh, you know, a short version, if possible, of your, you know, what what inspired you and where that particular miracle, because it truly was a miracle, that led you to the path that you're on in the journey right now. So I'm going to try very brief and give you like a whole thing. So... For the past seven years, my life has been converted in a direction that I never can imagine. And I can tell you that, that through this journey that I'm right now, my life has been amazing. And everything started with putting myself second and put my faith and my bullets first. And that's when I started to realize that through putting God first, um, things happen. So seven years ago, I had the opportunity to have this experience and my conversion. So I opened my heart to the unknown. And I think I've been blessed to receive answer for all the prayers that I've been praying at that time. And I have the opportunity to, through a dream, they guide me to do some sort of work for my Lord, like uh, our short film, Joseph. So it's all happened because I started believing, opened my heart to it, and I set myself the way I am and let God work himself through his purpose and me trying to reach out to him as most often I can, things happen. And then until today, I can talk about for hours. I can, um, I can try to explain when it's something that you cannot explain when you experience things like this. But because when the Holy Spirit works through you, um, it's, it's in between you and, and God. It's kind of like you're, you're married to these things. So it's very hard to explain. Um, but I can tell you that it's real, it's true, it happens, it happens to me, and I'm more thrilled to be here today to celebrate 250 episode and be part of it because that's kind of the work of our God to bring our experience out there and this is one of the the things that he used 
and I'm beyond thrilled. So yes, I have a dream. I believe in the dream. I take the notes. I take the step that I should take to get this and accomplish is my step number eight. I'm stuck over here. And I know it's gonna be stuck over here for few some time. I only have two steps to go through to finish my mission in this particular project. And then I'm here to share with you the love of God through a gay proud person and take all that stereotype of God and gay and life and things out of the way because I think that we're all fortunate to be made by him and then and he has great for us. So here I am. So let's talk about it and share that love. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, and I love that. And uh, I want you to share with our viewers and our audience and our guest speakers um, that the, the dream was inspired uh, or the, the dream was the inspiration of the movie that you not only casted, uh, you're producing, you're filming, you've won already so many awards, even with just the small little, the trailer that was really sent out. And then in, in the small film division, share with uh, our guest speakers, as well as our viewer and audience, uh, obviously the name, where they can uh, see the trailer of it. And, you know, share some of the accolades that really were a blessing from this miracle of this dream. Yeah, it, it is very, very exciting to to be able to share with people because when you have this kind of experience, you either people that believe in this kind of thing and people that totally is 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 a battlefield. And and before I have, I think when I have my vision, um, God prepared me for this to understand. They know everybody is seeing in, into the same belief. So we have to be creative to make sure the message go to those ones who don't believe that that's the hardest part. So the, the film name is Joseph and it's about Christ's father. And it's all about a vision, as you all know, maybe the people that know about faith and the story of Christ, they, when you go and search Joseph, you only have very little of what happened to him, how he was, and all of this stuff. Me being a stepfather, I always have. Uh, I have a great son, and he's adopted, and and it's the most biggest blessing I have. And through Joseph, I learned, and I always searching how someone can get a huge responsibility from someone that doesn't kind of belong to you. So mm. you have to be the protector. You have to be the guidance, you have to be the teacher. And always when I get to my church and I always question how this, how this, and then I start to pray. And one day I came across to a lady who provided me with this old Bible that was falling apart. And then when I opened, crazy enough, when I opened that huge Bible that I have it right here, I can show you. When I opened, it came right to the story of Joseph. When I started writing that story, I was compelling because I was like, oh my God, I'm putting myself in his shoes and see how far. But when I started writing and reading, no, it's like a, he disappeared. They don't explain nothing. And me as a stepfather, I say, no, my stepfather years, it's been like brutal because you have to do so many things. So I start praying and that's when I open my heart to the unknown. I had the opportunity to have, I call it an out-body experience. 
I don't know if you guys know what it is, but it's when when I did my research, these people that have the opportunity to come out of their body and experience things and see things. So two years in this research, I had the opportunity to experience an out-body experience where I saw the life of Joseph through me, putting my, my own struggle through Joseph to be able to say yes to the unknown. So the whole film is a short film. Of course, when I have my vision, I end up with a 90 minute film that that is my ultimate goal through this to get the whole thing out. But of course, this is the, I'm not a filmmaker. I'm not even, this is my first thing. God pushed me through this for his purpose. And I even today, I had no idea what is going to happen when I reach the number 10. So it's all about believing and give it all. So right now, this, I have this whole film in my hands and then I researched the hell out of it. I talked to writers, producers, all of these stuff to give me an idea how this works. Finally, to be able to give a hint of what is this story, I had to compile everything into 12 minutes. So I condensed as much as I can for give a little bit of view to people to understand what the concept is and then end up being a short film. And then I start following my step and then I submitted to all these things. And then we win for um, best short film in the Christian Film Festival, um, that is international. And um, we went into Rincon Film Festival, that is one of the huge international film festivals in my island. We reached best directors. We, we have a lot of awards. They come with things. But to me, that's just a little piece of what it's all about. It's more about the journey and the conversion of believing in that vision that I have and these 10 steps that I'm submitting myself to it and finish his mission. Oh, uh, amazing. It become, become part of my life um, right now. I'm in a mental break because for the past six years, I submerge myself to this heart and soul. And then now in St. January, I just mental break and we just kind of focus now on me and how much this journey is changing me, concentrating the change to we can be moving forward. So it's, it's been quite a right. I'm sorry if I'm taking too much time, but it's, no, I'm, you're passionate. Fine. I'm so passionate about this that, that is truly my life. And that Absolutely. It, it changed the dynamic of my family. It changed the dynamic around my neighborhood. It changed the dynamic about friends. And now I can see the result that, wow, this small little thing that I was thinking this is impossible. When I say, yes, I have to do this. I have to follow this 10 step, God bring every single person to me right in front of me. It was so weird. I passed through good and bad things through the process. It was absolutely something that I, that I cannot wait to share the 10 step and then be done with it and see what is next. <laughs> well, uh, tell everyone the, uh, the website, because for that, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to say this because I've, I, I rewatched it. I can't tell you how many times. For a short, like twelve-minute piece. Yes, it's a, the costume, the uh, the feeling that you immediately get from someone that had a vision from the Lord through a dream that sent him on this journey, 
you should be not only proud of your efforts and your actors, but you would never know that this was not produced by someone who had no clue what a film camera was or whatever. So share with everyone where they can go see this trailer because I, I promise you uh, 12 minutes, it's definitely worth it. And I'm, I'm so excited and we're both looking forward to uh, the, end, the end piece, the end results. But so which, share with us the, the website. So right now, we, you can go to www.joseph.film. Over there, you have some trailers, you have the complete short film, and then you have information, and then you can see the cast. When you see the short film, be in mind that all these that you see, the only professionals that I have is few of the crew that are hired to complete this for me because it's a way that I can do it on my own book. 80% of the people that he's in this film has no idea of what we was doing. And even the actor has no professional actor. Even the main character is not a real actor. So take in mind that all these things that you will be seeing is because God make it the way that he wanted to be. And me because I'm, I don't have no say in a way before God. So everything happened the way it is, but www joseph that film check it out like it and and see if you have anything to say send them my way um, i'm open to anything um the step nine hopefully start maybe in this fall and we're looking in particular with one main person that i saw in my vision and i finally got his name because when i saw the vision i never saw names i only saw people so I finally, thanks to the TV, cruising by, I came across the same person and I got the name. Good. So now that's gonna be our target to our next step. That's awesome, awesome. Well, congratulations, Alex. Thank we you. love the, the update, the inspiration and the true miracle. As I said, you know, in this day and age, we don't always, there's, there's miracles out there. You have to be open to them. And you certainly were open to God's love and direction. And I absolutely love that. And we, need it, and we need it in these, in these times, like what we're living today. Yes. Is, it is so important to everyone to start believing in dreams and believing that by dreaming, you also become a better person and you can become, you can make the difference in a huge way. So don't let all these things going on in the world to fool you because we're here to do his purpose and we cannot allow no one to stop us to do that. To do that. Oh, great, great advice, Alex. I love that. Thank Jan. You. Can I say something about that? Can oh, I do absolutely. you guys care? That's what a round table discussion okay, is. Absolutely. All right, Alex. So I'm an intuitive. I see dreams. This is what I do. This is how I live my life. So I have to tell you two, three things. If you're open, you're ready. This is good. You're totally connected to spirit and God and angels are everywhere around you. Don't worry about the 10 steps because you have at least three more projects. I'm hearing five to 15 more, depending on how quickly you do it. And they're all attached to apostles and um, the humanity of their story and making it accessible to people now. I don't know if you're doing it in Spanish, but you had better have an English and Spanish version because you're speaking in English, but in my head, I'm hearing Spanish, which, so I think you ought to be saying it in Spanish. So entiendo más que hablas, but you know, like I can understand much more, but that is totally your thing. And I was in film and TV for 18 years. So I know lots of people. So if you want to get my stuff, 
Um, now they're LA people, so they can be flaky, but I have a particular person who is exceedingly, um, he's born again. He is a director producer. He is someone I've known for, oh my God, 30 something years. And he is, his wife is um, a diplomat and they're coming back to the States this summer and they will be in Virginia. And I just feel like you two need to meet is, I, I don't want to say his name on because you know, I don't have his oh, permission. But so, for, so please, I'll try to find you. You're making me cry right now. I'm good. That's what I do. I'm That's probably, what I do. I'm very emotional <laughs> with this. I'm very emotional with this because Oh my gosh. I know. I mean, and that's what we love about our podcast is we are really showing the possibilities of entrepreneurs, regardless of what, you know, all different aspects of health, wellness, mindset, uh, spreading joy, spreading good information, impacting people. That is what Two Sisters is doing is mingling everyone together uh, and forming those friendships uh, professionally and personally. We never know who we're going to impact. And that is a blessing of what my sister and I continually do is just absolutely, absolutely embracing the many different, uh, oh, and I see she just did a wardrobe change. <laughs> the power of social media. Okay, Jan. Holly, I'm you. sorry to say before, I don't want to tell them more, but Holly, you and I will. Oh, yeah. Don't even worry about it. We will be connected. We'll yeah. be connected. We'll make, we'll make sure that everyone has everyone's information with a follow-up email. And um, that's the beauty of this. Jan, who would you like to introduce now? Well, I would like to introduce um, our first guest. Um, she will actually have her solo podcast next month. And Carolyn and I met, and I believe it was through Lisa Marie Pepe. We were in a group together. Um, Carolyn Warren, welcome to the Two Sisters family. We are so excited to have you on here. And obviously everybody knows I love to read. Um, so Carolyn, if you wouldn't mind, share with us. We, I, know, I know you have a book coming out and I am so excited about that. If you can tell us a little bit about your book. Well, thank you, Janice. Uh, and but first of all, let me just say, uh, I've enjoyed uh, the conversation thus far and uh, excited that I could be a part of it today. Um, I have a new book that will be uh, published here, should be ready for pre-sale in about three weeks. And it is, the name of it is The Women at the Table, Ordinary Women, Ordinary Moments, Extraordinary Impact. Wow. And just to give you a little bit of background, uh, I have a story similar to uh, Alexander. Uh, I, my husband and I, uh, about eight years ago, we were on vacation and I was sitting by the pool uh, reading a book. I'm an avid reader, love reading. And so my favorite time in, in, is just to sit in with a cup of coffee and read for hours and not be disturbed. Well, I'm sitting there reading my, uh, at the time it was John Gresham. And so I, something just drops in my spirit that God says, I want you to write a book. And I'm thinking, write a book. Well, in just a matter of seconds, I hear write a book and then I get chapter headings and topics that I'm supposed to cover. And so I, I wrote everything down. And the thing after I was finished, I'd look at it and I say, God, you know, um, why would anyone want to read a story that 
I'm writing because I'm accustomed to, you know, to reading these and, you know, New York Times and all of this. But the story, uh, the framework of the story uh, and, and the book is about um, seven women who had made uh, just a phenomenal impact on my life. And the life lessons that they taught me that really prepared me for who I am today. Uh, so much of what I've done, I can trace back to these seven women. And I realized as I've been on this journey that there is a larger story. And it, this was what took me a while to understand that it's really not my story, but it's every woman's story. And every woman, sometimes we have this in the back of our minds that says, well, why me? You know, I can't do that. Or, you know, I, I, I don't have a, a well-known name or, you know, there's all these uh, prerequisites that we put on ourselves. And so that is how I came up with the subtitle, The Ordinary Women, Ordinary Moments, Extraordinary Impact. Because what God showed me as I was writing the book is that these quote unquote, ordinary women, uneducated, they didn't have a college degree. Uh, you know, they didn't have a 90210 zip code, none of that. But they were just women, they were ordinary women. And of course, I wanna preface this by saying, we know that no one is ordinary. Everyone has a purpose. Everyone has destiny inside of them. But for the, from the world's perspective, they're ordinary. But these ordinary women invited me into their lives and they took what would be considered insignificant moments and made them extraordinary. And as a result of, of speaking into my life, correcting me, teaching me, mentoring me, coaching me, I, uh, it resulted in an extraordinary impact for me. The part of the, ta uh, the book title, The Women at the Table, is that all of these women were friends of my mother. And so my mother is one of the seven women. And so these were women that had, I had access to because uh, they visited my mother. They, you know, my mother had this uh, a loving long-term relationship with them. And um, each of them uh, just had, um, you know, a phenomenal um, helping me to transition through a life transition and to be successful, what I consider to be successful. And so, um, the reader, the woman, whoever reads the book will start out thinking that they are on my journey. And because I'm also uh, a life coach uh, and have a background in this, by the end of the story, they will have sort of transitioned. And the last chapter is about uh, now that that woman has had an opportunity to reflect and, and to become self-aware of her own individual strengths, gifts, and talents. Now it's time for you to get busy and for you to invite women to your table and impart to them. And so in a nutshell, that is what my book is all about. So it's the women at the table, ordinary women, ordinary moments. Wow. And extraordinary impact. Uh, 
as you were describing that again, and I and I've heard part of that obviously through our our we've known each other, but I again I'm getting the chills and I can't wait to order the book. So obviously when you know as soon as that comes out, you know, let us know and we'll, you oh, know will. We'll definitely share your um the link to that. Um I assume it's going to be available through Amazon or Mm -hmm. Yes, I just uh, this week I'm going through my paperback proof. So I just need to go through, make sure that there's no last minute changes or grammatical things that, you know, I, I, I need to change. Once that is approved, send it back to them and then we begin the process. So I anticipate in uh, three weeks that it'll be available for presale. So, um, you know, I've got... Um, uh, information. It'll be out on uh, Facebook, my Facebook page, and I'm starting a Facebook group for the women at the table. But I think that this is a very relevant um, uh, topic uh, for women because I think we spend so much time uh, doing, trying to be approved, trying to make ourselves in, uh, you know, comparing ourselves to what the the cultural standard is instead of just being who, who God created us with innate talents and abilities. And, you know, I am, you know, I, there are a lot of things that I think that I do well, but at the very core of what I do is I've, I'm an encourager. I'm a motivator. And when I look back over my life, I see that I've been doing that since I was three years old, you know, and one of the things that people say once they have had a conversation with me or we've interacted is that I feel so encouraged, you know, so it's not, I, I don't want women to walk away or any individual to walk away and say, I don't need to go to college. Yes, you prepare yourself and you, you, all, what that does is it, it just opens other avenues and it, it broadens your boundaries so that you'll be able to be a, uh, to influence more people. But the very crux of who you are is that gift and talent that is already inside of you. And once you know that, you can connect it to your purpose. It's sort of now I know that no matter where I'm at, what I'm doing, what I'm how I'm dressed, whether I'm at the grocery store or, you know, I'm at a conference, I'm here to encourage and motivate and change someone's life. Love so that. the focus is not on me, it's on them. And I'm no one special. We all have something. So what I do in my coaching business is help individuals determine and to discover what is it that I am carrying? I believe that um, one of the things that you know um, we we see in Facebook and the culture and everything today is that there's a lot of emphasis on I am, you know, I am brave, I am courageous. Well, yes, we are all of those things, but if I don't use my boldness or my bravery or my courage to impact someone else's life then I'm just like, just simply a person who is courageous sitting here in my office. And you I are courageous. That courageous, that boldness, that, for, for, that fearlessness 
uh, that ability to encourage and change and impact someone's life. I'll just share another little thing. One of the things that um, uh, I, I talk about my mom, my mother will be 101 uh, September 29th. She still oh, lives gosh. on her own, has her own apartment, um, you know, does all of her cooking, laundry, all that kind of stuff. And she does it because she has bad knees. She's in a wheelchair, but she has so much energy. She has so much um, uh, desire to live life that it, it, anyone who's around her is impacted. And one of the ways that she has always made people feel like they were special was with her cooking. She enjoyed cooking meals and having people to, uh, and serving them and just really making an impact even in that area. And so it's not so much what you do, it's just that you discover what it is that is, comes naturally to you. Mm -hmm. And then you use that to change someone's life. Wow. And so we all carry a gift. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. And um, I, I, I can't wait to catch up with you more when we do your podcast uh, next month. Wow. Congratulations. Um, we're so excited for you. Carol Thanks. Sue, you take it away and do your next intro. All right. Well, this particular person, uh, really showed how to overcome adversity. Uh, such an impactful journey. We've had him on a few times. I absolutely adore him. Uh, he, he's just, uh, gosh, he, he's just one of those people that's going to inspire you no matter where you are in life. I'm going to introduce Paul. 250. Exciting. Good job, guys. Keep it up. 50 Thank more, you, 300. I can't wait to come back for the 300, right? I, I'm, yeah, I'll, I'll absolutely. Back for three, right? Absolutely. We, we really are planning. We want everyone out there to know we have a lot of guest speakers that wanted to get on. We want to keep it a little bit smaller, a little bit more intimate. And we're also thinking about doing some sort of summit kind of thing because we've had so many amazing uh, guests, as, as all of you are, that have, whether it's a product, whether it's a vision, whether it's uh, you know, coaching, visions, whatever it may be, where there's so much to impact people and why not do good in the world. But I love your particular story. If you can give a short, a little short version of it and then kind of tell us where you are today. Absolutely. So uh, it, uh, I don't know if you guys know, but uh, I have what's called cerebral palsy. And what that is, is at labor, it was lack of oxygen to the brain. And as a result of the lack of oxygen to the brain, it leads one side of the body paralyzed. And this is permanent. This does not go away. So when I was born, I was not moving the right side of my body very much at all. So obviously my mom was very concerned about that. And she, she took me to the doctor to get some testing done. And it came back that I had cerebral palsy. And at the time, the doctor said it was so severe that they thought I would never, ever be able to walk. And at a, at a certain age, it'd be a good idea to get me ready to be in a wheelchair because that was going to be my life going forward. Well, thank goodness for a great mom. That was not my story. She got other opinions and found a physician that was willing to help me. And with this physician's help, I was able to walk at age three. Don't really remember that, but I was able to walk at age three, defying the doctor's orders before that I was not going to be able to walk. Um, 
but it was not easy because at the time I could only probably walk or run about 25 to 50 yards. And I was put into sports. And at the time I could barely do anything. I was basically standing there where the other kids are running laps around me. I remember saying to my mom, I don't want to play sports anymore. I'm making a fool out of myself. And my mom telling me, you don't have to play this particular sport anymore if you don't want to, but you have to honor your commitment. You have to finish out the season. And if you don't want to play that sport anymore, that's your prerogative. So that's what happened. And I remember uh, after that, around that same time, I had a game-changing surgery on my right foot to tighten up my tendons, to give me a little bit more spring in my step, and it was game-changer. I remember in school, switching schools, I remember my first day of PE, physical education, we did our stretches and the teacher said, okay, run a lap. And I'm thinking to myself, here we go again. I'm going to run 25 to 50 yards. And these other kids are going to see this and they're going to start teasing me because that's all I could do. But because the surgery was different, I was able to go to the past that point where I normally have to stop. And I remember saying to myself, come on, Paul, you got this, bud. Keep going, keep going. And I finished the lap with the other kids on the outside. I kept it cool. But in the inside, I was like, yes, yes, yes the first time in my life where I just fit in that I didn't stand out and things definitely got easier for me, but I wouldn't consider them easy. I switched schools when I was in middle school, junior high, that's 12, 13 years old. So that's a tough, tough age. And these other kids have been going to school for years with each other. And they already have their clicks. So just being a new kid, it was, it would be tough, but I was a new kid with a disability. I walk with a little bit of limp. I hold my right arm a little bit differently. So I was bullied, teased pretty much all the time because of this. And at the same time, my mom raised me Catholic. So she wanted me to go to a Catholic high school. So I had to take an assessment test to see where I was at academically. Well, I bombed the test. I must have did horrible on the test because when I met with the principal and my mom, the principal says, we're going to put Paul at the lowest level possible. And I don't expect much from him. He is not college material. After one test, the principal says that to me. After this test, I'm, I'm devastated. I have to go back to school. I'm bullied and teased at school. I just, I, 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 I'm just overwhelmed. I'm crying myself to sleep saying, why me? Why do I have to be different? And I just, I don't know what came over me, but midway through my eighth grade, I was just sick of feeling those feelings anymore. And I thought to myself, what could I do to change that? What could I do to do something different? What, what could I set a goal for myself and distract myself from these feelings? So that's what I did. I set a goal for myself and I started focusing on the goal and ignoring the noise. Uh, I set a goal that I wanted to play baseball. I wanted to make my varsity baseball team. So from then on out, I played fall ball, winter ball, spring ball. And if I wasn't doing that, I was throwing a tennis ball against the wall. And I was doing this constantly. And the great thing about this, I know this now. I didn't know this at the time. I was changing the energy that I was sending out to these other kids. I had my shoulders back, my head up. And as a result of this new energy that I was sending out to these kids, they were sending a different energy back to me. Instead of bullying and teasing me, they started rooting for me. So my junior high, middle school career was much different from my high school career all because of the, the shift that I had inside of me. And that alone would be great. I mean, regardless of making the goal of being a varsity baseball player, I made a goal about changing my energy. And that was even more impactful. But even on the cherry on top was I was able to make my varsity baseball team as a junior and a senior. Wow. And all through my life, the theme of my life has been self-love, believing in myself. Taking back that pen, 
So many people wanted to write the story of my life for me, but I refused to give up my pen and wanted to write the story that I wanted for my life. And that's what I do now as a profession. I'm a coach and I help people rewrite their story, take back their pen and write the story they want to write for themselves and solely for themselves. So that's my story in a nutshell there. Wow. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, you know, I still get chills hearing over it and you know how much I, I feel about your mama. And, you know, that is one thing that we've always uh, strived with our children that, you know, we live in, again, we talk about instant gratification, instant this, instant that, quit, quit this, quit that. No, honor your commitment. And that was probably one of the biggest lessons um, that I'm sure that you took away and that's holds dear to your heart. And I'm, thank you so much, Paul, for sharing. We are going to go right to Elliot. Uh, we are really trying to make sure that we value everyone's time frame as well as we know other people have commitments. So uh, certainly message us uh, if there's a time glitch right now, but I'm going to shoot it over to Jan. She's going to intro Elliot. Elliot, when we first met um, a couple months back, I was instantly attracted to your vibe as I am with all of our guests. And Elliot was previously on, on February 17th and he'll be doing actually his solo podcast is next week, his uh, second podcast. So welcome back. Just give us a quick update and tell us what, you know, what you're doing now. Hello. Hello. This is, it's, it's an honor to be back on with you too. Um, it was a pleasure connecting with you the first time around, and I'm looking forward to connecting again the second time around. I'm working on a few different projects, but one project that is near and dear to my heart um, is something I'm doing for free. And it is, so I, I'm a coach, and I'm a high-performance coach, and I have just started coaching my nieces and nephews, and they range in age between 12 to 18. And some are starting high school, and one is finishing high school, and I just and so passionate in working with young people because when I was young, I didn't have that one person or two people that I could go to to um, ask for advice, um, to, to learn tips and strategies from. And I want to be able to give, them, give back to my nieces and nephews these tools that will help them think and a, on a different level, right? On the deeper level, instead of, oh, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Okay, tell me more. Like, what is going good? Like, mm -hmm. what else is going on with your day, right? Because then now they're thinking of beyond the, when I asked them this question, now they know, oh, I can't give my uncle this answer of, oh, I'm just doing good. Even with my kids, right? Like, they're, how was your day today? Good. Okay, what was good about it, right? Tell me more, tell me more. So just having them think beyond what they're like the surface level, right? So going deeper, um, going really digging deep into why that is happening. And when it's not, right? Having those questions to ask themselves, oh, why did this go this way, right? And, and in the past, I would always, I don't say always, I would, I would lean towards more the telling people what they should be doing. And now it's more helping them generate their own options so that they have that autonomy, they have that control so that they can make those decisions on their own instead of, um, oh, my mom and dad told me to do this, so that's why I'm doing it. Well, I mean, you, you're going to high school, you're about to graduate high school, what are your next steps, right? Take back that control, take back that autonomy and say, oh, have that conversation with mom and dad. No, you wanted me to be, go down this profession, this major, that's not for me, this is what I want to do, right? And having those um, real life conversations. 
Wow. Thank you for sharing that with us. And I, I think that that is so poignant to say because our youth today just going through so much, but to have that additional guidance. And do you think that, um, I know that you said that you're doing it for free in your nieces and nephews, but do you foresee yourself offering that perhaps online to other teenagers around the U.S. or even abroad? Yeah, so currently I am working with a uh, four, a group of four, and they're uh, juniors and seniors. Um, and then that's where I got the, it came to me like, oh my God, I'm offering this to this group. Why can't I do it with my nieces and nephews? And it took a little uh, bit of pushing and urging to get my nieces and nephews on board. And I just came in and said, hey, be open with this. You're going to come in, have a conversation with me. I'm not going to be your uncle in this conversation. Just share openly and I'm not going to share anything with your parents unless it's something that you're hurting yourself or you're hurting someone else right whatever you share here is confidential whatever you share here is going to stay here in this conversation and I also let them know hey don't share what you hear about your cousin somewhere else as well right that's that's where the magic is going to happen within this group that we can be vulnerable we can lean on each other in this conversation in this circle but don't let it out outside of the circle I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. And we are really going to dive into that next week. And I believe it's the 16th that you're on. So I know that you're going to keep us posted on everything. Thank you so much for sharing that. So Carol Sue, I'm going to send it back to you for your next intro. Awesome, 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 awesome. It was really great, Elliot. We look forward to next week. You you always just have this uh, I love your smile. It's always big. It's always pleasant. You just have that great vibe about you. Uh, I would like to introduce someone that um, we really had a blast with on our podcast, so much so that she invited us to her podcast with her sister. And she has actually got a great, uh, I love what she does. She helps people kind of reinvent themselves, get them on that, get them in that job market looking and really uh, addressing the issues of maybe their resume or what they're doing and really being accountable, say, hey, Hire me, but let's let's showcase yourself really well. Let's introduce Michelle. I I feel so much less noble than everybody else on here. Like I'm not I, I have had no divine visions. I have not written any books. I have none of this. So I hear I am lowly recruiter and resume writer type, but I do help people get jobs, so I guess that's helpful. Um, I am a career coach and uh, a resume writer um, and a recruiter, um, and I am actively trying to change all of the the games and rules to make it more fair uh, for people and be more inclusive. So that's me. I have had the pleasure of being not once but twice on The Two Sisters, and it was a blast both times. I actually think I like the second one better. I think like the first one was great, but, and my favorite part of our first one was when Carol Sue's nail technician jumped in with a surprise question for me. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's been amazing working with you guys. And I am so delighted to reach out to your audience and always be helpful to anybody that I possibly can. It's really hard for me that I know that this, the information that I have and the ways that I'm able to help people make such a, a practical difference. Like with my assistance, you know, people go from, I have a, a client of mine who, um, she had been out of work for over 10 months. She was the provider for her family. They were six weeks away from losing their home. Um, and uh, she 
we helped her. We rewrote her resume. She got a new job making 20K more than she was before. And like, that's the kind of thing that to me, like really makes me feel better about what I do, but it also makes me sad because I know that so many people who need my help are the very people who can't afford it. Um, or people who thought they had this and then they've gotten so far down the road of not having work, et cetera, that they don't have um, any finances to be able to help. So being able to come on shows like this and help people for free in a, a time efficient way <laughs> for me is an absolute blessing in and of itself. So thank you ladies for having me um, and more than one even. So thank you so much. Absolutely, but you know, first off, uh, kudos to you, but don't sell yourself short on what you do. Um, you are providing a service and that's all inclusive to health, wellness mindset, because if you don't have the necessary skills, which most people, some, most people are not great writers. Most people do not know how to sell and showcase all their attributes that are going to actually work in the market that they're going after. So what you provide and I always say that make room uh, and spend the money where you where you're going to uh, actually benefit from a from from a situation and or direction that you couldn't do for yourself. And that's what you're providing. You're providing guidance. You're providing uh, clean up that resume. Let's get it shorter. Let's. And one of the interesting pieces that I don't think people realize that you actually chatted, chatted, uh, chatted about on the last one, last episode was about LinkedIn and how people really, companies are looking for real people, real lives, not this fluff and, you know, whatever. Tell, uh, kind of repeat what you, we were chatting about at that point, because many people just don't know that. What you're saying is that in the, you know, in the past when LinkedIn first came out, I'm old. Um, so like when I was one of the first people on LinkedIn, I was already a recruiter when that all started and everybody was very headshot, very formal. Um, it was a very professional site. Um, and now that is not what anybody wants. We want to see your freak flag fly. So you've got, you know, you love dogs and wine. Great. Have your headshot replace your headshot with a picture of you with your dog and a glass of wine. You like, I had one guy who I helped him change his around and now it's like um, software developer stroke zombie novelist. He said from the moment that he changed it to being zombie novelist and had a picture of like something with the zombie, he said he got three phone calls from recruiters that day because that's what we're looking for. Like your LinkedIn is basically clickbait for recruiters. You want something on there that makes me go, all right, Holly, I see you. We could be friends. Let's check out your LinkedIn. So you want that little bit of jazz. You want that little bit of something that makes you innately you. And that is a shift overall in the market that I think those of us who are a little older, um, we're not prepared for because we spent our whole life being trained that professional looks like this one thing. And now the marketplace wants something very different. It wants authenticity. It wants warts and all. It wants you to, you know, show up in loud, brightly colored clothing or, you know, whatever, but being like this big, loud and authentic self or this quiet, authentic self, whatever that is. And that's really hard for some of us, I think, to, to do and put out there, especially in a context that we have for so long been told that that was not appropriate or acceptable behavior. So Yes, part, a big part of what I do is help people learn 
that balance for whom it does not come naturally at this stage in our life. And that is invaluable. And uh, that's why I said you have uh, so much knowledge, so much, you know, on point with what the market is looking for. And like you said, most people in the traditional sense of doing a resume, LinkedIn, still kind of like, no, you know, you, 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 you know, it's got to be done this way. And they don't even know where to even start with that, where you're, you're guiding them into really showcasing them being authentic. And I love that because that's what our podcast is always about, you know, authentically us, warts and all, uh, missteps, uh, foot and mouth, all of it, because we are really showing that human is not perfection, but humanity is perfection. And in that way that we welcome and share and embrace everyone's ideas and who they are. And I absolutely love that. Thank you so much, Michelle. Jan, I'm going to put it over to you to introduce who you're going to introduce next. Well, thank you, Carol Sue, for that nice turnover. But I do have a quick question for Michelle. Oh. Chit chat gate. Which one chats more? <laughs> Just uh, chats more. Oh. Uh, I, I don't want to be in the middle of anything involving the word gate. Can I blame my sister? Daisy's not here. My sister is the one that chats the most. She's terrible that way. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. And, and, and I love all these responses. They're just, they're priceless. So thank you so much. So um, our next guest was recently on, and I know we're kind of going out of order, but that's okay. And I'm having issues with um, my eyesight as usual. Helen Rose, a rose by any other name. She's more than a rose. She was um, on with us on May 20, 20th. And... <laughs> She just cracks me up. I love her to pieces. Um, welcome back, Helen. Um, I'm so thrilled that you're you're with us today, especially for this monumentous um, occasion. Um, and you had mentioned, I think before we started recording, give us an update on your weather. Okay, so first of all, I have to say thank you so much. You know, I love you guys. You know, you meet people and it's like instant everything. And um, so the weather today in Canada is absolutely beautiful. <laughs> Last time we talked, it was snowing. So we had some hot weather now. So we do Celsius versus Fahrenheit, but I think we were at 87 Fahrenheit last week. Uh, this week we are, I, I can't do the conversion in my head that fast, but okay. we're like six degrees right now. So it's a little frosty, but it's beautiful. So I don't care as long as there's not the white stuff this time of year in June. So it's great. But, um, you know, I, you know, just listening to everybody uh, speak, it just, it's, a, it's amazing. I have to say, I love Zoom because I would never have met anybody sitting where I'm sitting and the people's stories, like just everybody's Alexander's and Carolyn's and, you know, Michelle's point about not really, you know, I hear it all the time. People say, you know, well, I don't have really those epic stories to tell, but indeed you do. And one mm -hmm. of the things to Michelle's point is we, we are all on our polished versions, right? Mm -hmm. And that is just not how it happened nobody comes out polished i think anyway so i don't know do you want me to give a bit of my background or okay yeah let's so, yeah 
Okay, so uh, I was the child of the foster care system in Canada. I was shuttled between um, my birth mother and eight foster homes before I was two and a half years old. And then I was placed into a home at two and a half that um, subsequently adopted me at four and a half. And it was a disaster. Now, I don't think that home was a disaster necessarily. It was, you know, if you're going to do levels of disaster, it was probably at three out of 10. But then you got a little girl coming in there, two and a half, that really did not know where she belonged anywhere. So that disaster became 12 out of 10. So I kind of just wandered through my life, not knowing who I was, not knowing where I belonged, uh, making, um, you know, not the greatest choices. Uh, and so um, I, I kind of just, you know, faltered through until I was uh, 25. And then um, my gift that was given to me was my son. And that was a game changer. And I think, I can't remember who was saying, but um, that's when you know you're, when you're wholly responsible for another human being that's not yourself. If you don't do that game change, you are, you're going to perpetuate mm-hmm all the drama that you've experienced before that. So that changed uh, for me. Um, But also I had, I I wrote my book in 2008 and thought I had done my stuff. I love it when when you think you've done your stuff, (laughs) which never really happens. Um, And uh, I caught my husband having an affair and it flattened me. And it flattened me right back to that two and a half year old. And that's when I knew that, I needed to really take stock of what I wanted for my life and what I wanted for that little girl's life. And so um, I've been on a, almost a decade long journey of discovering the beauty part of life and not being the victim. And to Alexander's point uh, in the beginning, when you're talking about what's brought to you, um, I, I manifested my dream life and it works. And it works and it's just crazy when it works. It's like, oh my gosh. So it just kind of spurs you on to do more. So if you ever think that you're just kind of in one spot and that's it and you're good, nope. Because guess what? That universe, God, whatever that is for anybody is going to go, oh, excuse me. I don't think so. And they're going to turn you around and they're going to put you in that direction, whether you understand it or not. So I'm very much when I do work with people, it's like trusting your path. You can go back and look, don't stay there because you've been there already, but you got to, you got to move. You got to look back a little bit in in order to move forward. Oh my God. Like we don't have enough time for me to talk about everything that I love to talk about, but I have to tell you, I feel very, very lucky to have been put in on the same path as you and uh, Carol Sue, for sure. And I think a few of these uh, people here too, it's like, I've already kind of friended some people on Facebook. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I love that. Um, And if you would just tell us the name of your business, which is very catchy. Uh, It's the gift of being present. And so that is uh, exactly what that says. It's you're here now. And everything else that's happened is your gift. You just have to find it. You have to believe it and you have to trust it. So the gift of being present. Thank you so much for sharing oh, thank that. You. And uh, yeah, I mean, you're so right though. When you, you, when you meet someone, as we have met, obviously all of you, you, we've just made that instant connection and I will be contacting you so that we can get you scheduled in for your second podcast. Oh, I can't wait. 
And, and just quickly before I forget, if I am not friends with you on Facebook and you'd like to friend request me, please let me know. So I'm gonna turn it over to Carol Sue to do the next intro. Awesome, Jan, thanks so much. And again, thank you, Helen, that was, uh, I just, I love your spark. You just have that energy about you and uh, like all of our guests and we, we thrive off of that. I am super excited. This bubbly little firecracker, uh, make no bones about it, uh, has a gift. Uh, inspires people, but I, I really think it's really about, she's talking about what she sees in her vision with other people that she meets. When you instantly just hear her voice, you're just instantly drawn to. So with that, let's bring on Holly. My introduction? Ah, thank you so much. That'll make me cry. First of all, thank you. When I met you too, I just like wished I was closer. And now like listening to everyone speak, you can't friend me on Facebook because I have a problem with Facebook as of late. It's like I, I'm trying to take off, but follow me on Instagram. I share too much on that. Um, and I'm happy to connect with everyone and do things with everyone here because I think we're all like have the same mission. We want help to help people remember. And oh my God, so I cry a lot when I do readings. So I'm about to cry, but I had a really hard week myself, like really hard week. And like listening to all of you, it's just like reboosting like my faith that I'm doing my real work. I'm helping other people because some weeks is really hard to continue to be self-motivated, right? So I'm an intuitive healer. I'm an author. My book came out in February and it's all the words we've said. It's real, not perfect. How to become your happy, authentic self. I have been through ridiculous amounts of trauma in my own life. Um, rape, house fire, lost my home to an earthquake, abusive for his husband, alcoholic parent, blah, 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 all that stuff. And none of it limits me. But what really did were the words I used to define myself and the words I used to motivate myself. I used to use anger and I call it a fossil fuel in my book because anger will only get you so far. And what I mean by that is I used to think, F you, I'll show you I can do it. And then that, that just depletes you. Whereas just like we were saying before, we, we've been called to do something. And when I opened up and aligned and listened to my gifts and really like leaned into that and decided, okay, so I'll be the weird one in the room. I'm, I'm good with that. I've always been like my own beat anyway. And then my life changed again. And, you know, I, I didn't do film and TV anymore. And I didn't do all of these other things. And I'm really happy. Like, I'm happy. And I love that, like, um, when Alex responded to me seeing his gifts. And wait, I don't know. His face is gone. But the, the man who was Elliot, Elliot, who was doing for the children, I'm like, I see a bunch of things when I look at you, too. So I love the gift of inspiring other people and you two, I mean, really, I mean, we could just talk every week. You should just call. We can have a chat. And I, I love that you do it and you're so joyful at it. So thank you. Thank you. Wow. You know, it, one of the questions I think a lot of our viewers and our audience commonly ask when we have someone that has that type of gift, you know, and how do they hone into it? Like, Geez, I, you know, I heard, I heard your Holly talking yet, you know, I kind of think like I have that, but I'm not really sure. What would be one key piece 
to your journey that you can share with with our viewers and our audience and, and all of your viewers and audience as to, you know, embrace it and, and kind of go with it. But what would be like the, the light bulb moment that you would say, oh, yeah, you have that gift? I think, well, there's there's I, I've met a lot of empaths. So a lot of people who are like um, overly emotional or are big helpers in other people's lives. I think that's usually when a boundary needs to happen because you're taking on what's their work. But I think a really good, very easy trick of knowing that you have a gift of insight, maybe it's not to help, you know, people like this, maybe it's to help your family. I, I'm a big believer of like, you know, grow where you're planted. I mean, yes, there's change, but maybe you're in a situation for a reason. But you know, when you knew something and you didn't do it and bad things happened, right? Like, yeah. I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't, I should have done that, da, da, da. And then it's hard, awful, and you don't like it. You should have listened to that voice. And that voice is your intuition. I also like to say, it's like, um, it's a, for me, cause I only work in love and light. It's like, you get an answer to a prayer and you should feel like everyone else is talking about, like surprise, like you have this information that you feel like excited about something, or it could be an overwhelming feeling of love. And then I would say it's good to explore then that feeling and seeing if you can retap into it when you want to. Wow, that is all great, great things. Uh, I know there's probably a lot more people out there like that that have that gift. Um, and I thank you so much for kind of giving them some pointers in which direction, because it's kind of one of those subjects like you may not want to talk about it with your, your <laughs> sister or your family friend because you're thinking, oh, they're going to think I'm a little cray cray. But I absolutely love that, you know, you gave us some good pointers. And, you know, I hope all of us, you know, have a little bit of that anyways in us because it's kind of a cool thing. What do you think, Jan? Oh, my gosh, absolutely. And uh, Holly, just what's the name of your book again? If you could let us know. Sure. I'm going to hold it up even. Ah. So it's, look, it's like, it's a double. It's real, not perfect. How to become your happy, authentic self. I'm on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and in some local bookstores, I'm really trying to get people into brick and mortar stores. If you're in the Charlotte area, it's Park Road Books. And the links are on my website, which are hollyhughesintuitive.com. Perfect. Thank you so much for sharing that. All right, Jan. Jan, you've got... We have one more great speaker and I'll then we're going to this up. Okay, thank you. So without further ado, you know, when we met the, um, Alexi, there was just this spunk and personality about her. And she, like, she's just so dynamic. We've had her on twice. She was actually our second uh, podcast guest in um, 2021 when we started up again. And she was on in April. So I would love to introduce to everybody, Alexi Bracey. She is a thriving as you age health coach, mentor, consultant, and environmental healthy home expert and focuses a lot on brain health. So Alexi, welcome to the 250th. Oh, well, thank you. It's just so delightful to be here, I tell you. So everybody here um, has an inspiring story to, to share. And your life circumstances have led you to not where you probably expected to go. So when we have a challenge in anything negative, there's always something positive that it will turn out positive, but it may be down the road. So more than 20 years ago, I was diagnosed with cancer. 
and I knew I was going to beat it. I didn't know how anything about it. And so without any medical intervention, drugs or surgery, I was cancer free a year later. Primarily, I, fo mm. I focused on my diet. I was already a trained chef. I switched hats to a raw food chef because back then the raw food movement was a really hot item, made a few other lifestyle modifications. And so I've spent the last 20 and some years studying all I could about health and healing from a holistic point of view, from a, um, getting to the root cause. I've helped people with cancer and detox and the whole nine yards. And as I was approaching my wisdom years, I started thinking, you know, there's so much talk about dementia and neurological disorders. Again, I wanted to get more into the education and sort of leave the food sort of back on the side burner. And so I do freelance uh, on occasion as a chef. And I was a retirement home, a nursing home. And it was lunchtime. And in the one dining room, the residents were all animated, having a lively conversation. And just a short walk down the hallway, another dining room where I was stationed, there were about 20 women seated at tables of four. Some of the women had to be visually shown their life choice, their choices of lunch on two plates. Some of them had to have their food cut up. Some were being fed. There was no social interaction, no eye contact. They were all victims of neurological disorders known as dementia. And some of these women were only in the 50s, much younger than me, and it just totally broke my heart. And I thought, the world has to know. So then the last few years, I've really focused on the educational part of dementia. There's many factors that come into play, but probably the very number one is what you put on the end of your fork. So having been trained in food, I wanted to get away from the food and focus on the education, but food is where it's at, regardless of your health. But for your brain, you definitely need specific foods. So I would just like to visually give you the seven foods. And if you associate them with different parts of your brain, you will remember them. The very first one is uh, olive, um, uh, I'm sorry, avocados, guacamole on your head, blueberries, two blueberries in your nose, broccoli, it looks like your brain is coming out of your mouth, olives, you're wearing olive earrings, then eggs, goiter, you got eggs on here, greens, shoulder pads, you're wearing a salmon necklace, you've got a walnut coming out of your belly button, you got yellow fingers from turmeric, and you're sitting on chocolate, you can fill in the blanks on that one. So the food, if you associate these foods with different parts of the body, you will remember. So I don't call myself a chef, even though I am, I'm a culinarian. So let me inspire you to put healthy food on the end of your fork so you can thrive as you age. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for sharing that. And I have two questions for you. What would the delivery charges be to North Haven, Connecticut? <laughs> <laughs> and the second question is, well, actually, it's more of a comment. I know you have a little joke within you that you just need to get out. So please share that with us. Yeah, you know, one of the ways I teach people um, for healthy mind is to be grateful and show gratitude to strangers. And so I approach people at the dog park, at the grocery store, at the ATM machine, and I say, can I put a chuckle in your heart? And I proceed to tell them a joke. So Mrs. Sullivan is walking down the street in Dublin 
and she sees Father Flaherty across the street. And Father Flaherty says, Mrs. Sullivan, how nice to see you. Didn't I marry you and your husband a few years ago? Oh, yes, she did, Father. And would there be any wee ones yet? Oh, no, not yet, Father. Oh, that's too bad. But I tell you what, I'm going to Rome next week and I'll light a fertility candle for you. Oh, that would be delightful, Father. Some years go by. Mrs. Sullivan's walking down the same street in Dublin and there's Father O'Sullivan. Oh, Mrs. O'Sullivan, so nice to see you. And how would you be doing? Oh, fine. And any wee ones yet? Oh, yes, Father, we have a full house. We have two sets of twins and six little ones, a full house. Oh, my, that is lovely. And how would your husband be? Oh, he's gone to Rome to blow the fucking candle. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow or another, I didn't expect that. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, never know. <laughs> no, I never know what to expect from Alexi. That was great. Thank you so much for sharing that. Oh, Lord, I loved it. Um, so, wow. Um, we're going to wrap this up because, you know, we respect your time. We went over then, you know, more than we thought we would. But we just want to thank you all again so very much for taking the time. Sorry. for taking the time to be with us today. This, this, as you know, started a year ago before our dad passed away. And when I told him about what I was thinking of doing prior to making that call to Carol Sue, he was like, well, what are you waiting for? Go call her. And she never answers the phone when I call, but this particular <laughs> time she did. So that's why I'm getting a little emotional about it. And, um, there's our daddy in the back and my mom. Mm. So thank you, daddy. We did it. Carol Sue, mm. thank you. Well, you know, I, I always say things are, you know, happen for a reason. We don't always foresee and we can never predict where we are in our lives. Who could predict that, you know, what we would go through, what we would start would really come out of a pandemic. And I always, we've always used uh, the pandemic um, as a source of pulling out not the bad part of it, but pulling out the good parts of it, the blessings where people really had to uh, maybe um, pivot from what they were doing, redirect their energy, redirect their focus. And the end game was for, for both of us was to make sure that whatever your dream, whatever your vision was, don't let it go to the graveyard, you know, whatever it takes do it you know what even with the stumbles even with the uh, missteps the point of life is we're not we're not supposed to be perfect you know, but humanity is and, and that is our job one of the other things that really has transpired is a lot of people have asked us um you know guest speakers as, as well as our, our audience and viewers is why do you you know you're all about health wellness and mindset but a lot of times you talk about controversial subjects being authentically us really meant that we had to dig deep with what's going on in our world because what is going on in our world within our communities within our towns within our states does impact our health and wellness you know how many people that you have encountered over the last year that you know have struggled with you know what's going on in their community not really knowing how to get involved how to get the message out and the common denominator was we are only one. What can we do? Well, Jan and I were only two. What could we do? We really wanted to showcase that, yes, uh, it is 
uh, paramount to your health and wellness, that you are uh, in touch with what's going on in your community, within your state, and with our, within our world, because it does impact our health and wellness. It impacts our mindset. It impacts uh, our financial goals. It impacts so much. So why not showcase it, um, giving a platform for other people's uh, dreams and visions and the struggles and the pivots that they had to to get to the the, the new journey uh, and we chose to do that with a five-day uh, mindset vision of where to go how to be you know Monday mindset uh, triumph Tuesday wealth wellness Wednesday trending Thursday and today fantabulous Friday these are all pieces to make a better person and we cannot thank all of you enough for sharing in our mission and our journey and we hope we continue to do that uh, a lot of people ask do you have advertisement do you make money off of this no we don't uh, you know we both have perspective uh, interests that we do but we don't and we chose to do it this way you know maybe one day we'll get some advertisers maybe somebody will pick us up on a on, on a major network you never know but that's not even the point the point is how can we help other people impact others because that's really the message we all have a way of impacting people it's all on how we do it and if we do it with tolerance kindness and with a perspective that we can make a difference as one or as a whole we're going to impact other people so we cannot thank all of you enough for sharing you know what you're passionate about what you're doing your journey and just you know just just being partners with us we can't thank you enough right jan i wanted to say something before we go i sure. have people here and these are notes that i've been collecting for the past six years and these are masses that came to me when i go by myself to our church and i just can pick one and i can read it to you to see what it says and i say Time and this time we need to wait, we need to be patient and to be present to our God. So, this was writing like in April of 2000, I cannot see, of 2018. Wow. So, so, I hope that gives you a little bit of, of, I don't know, something. And then with Holly, I need to see you, I need to talk to you, we need to have dinner. We have so much in common from our past that I think they got us together just to connect, hug, cry together, and talk the hell out of it. That's right. <laughs> and that's the whole joy of what, what we're doing is we're all bringing collectively what we're, you know, what our roles are in this world and how we can impact not only people that we don't know, but also collaborate with other entrepreneurs that have that same mindset. So I'm super excited about what the future is going to hold, Jan. What do you think? Yeah, like, uh, let's go. There's so much more to achieve. And on that note, we want to thank everyone for being here today. Whew. My name is Janice, a.k.a. Wellness Diva 5.0, and I'm with two... And this is Carol Sue, a.k.a. Naughty Boss, live from a gorgeous Vero Beach. I'm about to get a little pickleball on and get some lunch in me. You know what? Whatever you do today on this fantabulous Friday, the one thing that we are going to both collectively leave with you is pat yourself on the back. You had a good job, good week. Embrace the milestones that you made and even embrace the little stepping stones because those are going to bring you to a more impactful journey. With that, we wish you a great week and we thank all of our amazing guests. If you need more information on them, we're going to make sure that we connect and um, put things on our, our, our link as well as any other information that you need. We can direct you in that right direction. With that, we will have a great weekend and we will see you Monday for Monday Mindset. Bye-bye, everyone. Take care. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.
Bye. Good girl, Sam. <laughs> <laughs>